0: I mean, you guys have made a LeFroig single malt gelato before. What on earth possessed you to do that?
1: We like whiskey. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what separates good gelato from bad gelato? Hi, I'm Samantha Teague, and welcome to Gourmet Traveller's Set Menu. Today on the show, Mark McGacky from Gelateria Chicone & Sons in Redfern. Mark talks to our news editor, Maggie Scarterfield, about what makes great gelato.
1: I'm Mark McGacky. I'm co-owner of Chaconian Sons, a gelateria in, based in Redfern.
0: Now, you named your gelato shop after the mother of reinvention. Is that right, um, Madonna?
1: We had to come up with a company name, Pretty Quick Smart. We wanted to have an Italian surname because my surname is McGacky and Sean's surname is O'Brien. So that didn't really translate well in the gelato world. So Slightly we thought, more
0: Irish than Italian. Yeah,
1: so we thought we'd... Um, pick an Italian surname and it just seemed fun and appropriate.
0: So I want to get straight into it. For the uninitiated and or confused, Mark, what's the main difference between gelato and ice cream?
1: Generally, it's fat. It's fat. Um, so in order to be classified as ice cream, the product needs to be over 12% in milk fats. Okay. Um, generally gelato is a little bit lesser in fat, so therefore it can't be classified strictly as ice cream. Um, ice cream is generally made with cream hence the name. Um, and gelato is primarily made with milk. So that kind of reduces the fat content.
0: So it doesn't have anything to do with being uh, churned slowly. It's not about the air. It's not the healthy alternative. Not really. I mean, <laughs> Can there's, we call
1: it that? there's lots of different types of ice cream and lots of different types of gelato. So um, that's a, a broad kind of difference. But I mean, some of our gelato is over the 12%. So technically, it could be c- classified as ice cream. Um, but yeah, it's uh, in our view, it doesn't really have anything to do with, with the air. It's more about the fat content
0: and And if it tastes good.
1: Yeah. If it tastes good and also, um, how it's made as well, we kind of think, um, our approach is more artisanal. So everything's made in house and gelato tends to be made like that more often. Whereas Mm. ice cream tends to be more kind of mass produced and bigger scale.
0: Now, you've made gelato, from what I understand, for, gosh, more than two decades?
1: Um, Yeah, I started in the mid-90s, I think, squeezing lemons at Bar Italia. Um, and pulling gelato out of their machines. Mm-hmm. Uh, worked with a gelato chef who had been at Bar Italia for the previous 20 years.
0: Now, for those people who aren't in Sydney listening, where is Bar Italia?
1: Um, it's in Leichhardt, which is kind of the Italian hub or centre of Sydney, or one of them now.
0: What do you think is the most important thing you learnt under the head gelatier there?
1: Um, well, uh Gelato chefs are notorious for not giving away any secrets so I didn't learn that much (laughs) Uh, but what I did learn was the methods Mm -hmm. um, which are really important so the processes that are involved in making gelato not necessarily his recipe because that was his secret but working around someone like that and gathering all of the information that you kind of need to to make it happen so that was the most important thing that we learned and then when my old partner and I took over it was about thinking on our feet and um, learning by our mistakes, I guess. So seeing how things worked, which I'm still doing.
0: <laughs> I mean, I think even like a mistake making gelato could be a fun thing, right? Yeah, <laughs> it, it can be.
1: <laughs> it can also be costly or it can be, you know, um, and it can be brilliant as well. Mm-hmm. We've made a lot of mistakes that have turned out for the better. So
0: Can you give us any examples of some um, of those tasty... Mishaps?
1: Yeah, just things that we throw together we don't think will work and all of a sudden they do. Or we don't think they work, but then we serve them up and people think they're amazing, so.
0: So what separates good gelato from bad gelato? There's a lot of gelato out there.
1: There is, I just think it's good good ingredients. We use really good ingredients. If you start with good things and you don't do too much to them, then you end up with a good product and that's what we really try to do. Um, We don't overcomplicate things, we don't think. Um, and we let the ingredients kind of speak for themselves.
0: Do you have an all-time favorite flavor? Chocolate. Chocolate. And what kind of chocolate are you, are you using in your chocolate gelato?
1: Um, we yeah. use cocoa, mm-hmm. um, so cocoa powder, 100%. Um, we use daisan, which is a, a Dutch cocoa. Um, and I've been using the same cocoa for 22 years, so it hasn't really changed. Um, we experiment with different types, but we always kind of go back to, to that one.
0: So, how do you come up with new flavors? And I mean, you guys have made a Lafroig single malt gelato before. What on earth possessed you to do that?
1: We like whiskey, <laughs> um, and it's re- yeah, and it's really distinct. The peatiness of it, it translates really well. Mm-hmm. Milk's a great conductor, so it takes on flavor really well. And that particular whiskey, um, yeah, just is great. And we enjoyed drinking it before we turned it into gelato. Mm-hmm. Um, we've tried other whiskies as well, but that one I think is the best.
0: Are you drinking the Leproig at the same time as eating the gelato? It helps. Is it like a match made in heaven? <laughs>
1: you do have to taste um, as you're going along. I taste everything. Um, and yeah, it helps when the things that you're tasting are nice and you enjoy them. And that's another way we come up with flavours. The things that we enjoy, we like to use and churn into gelato.
0: There was a pear and Riesling flavour as well?
1: Yeah, so that came from one of Sean's desserts that we have at home yeah, we took the pears, we took the Riesling and then we brought them into the gelato and made a pear-based gelato and a Riesling kind of um, sauce through it, I guess you'd say.
0: You're listening to Gourmet Traveller's Set Menu. I mean, we see, obviously, Gourmet Traveller and working in the food industry, we see a lot of food trends come, uh, good and bad. What about in the gelato world? What's going on in the scene at the um,
1: moment? I think that there's a lot of, um kind of craziness and combination things going on and lots of flair um whereas we try to avoid all that kind of stuff and just try to keep really simple Mm -hmm. um but definitely there's always food trends in every industry um and yeah it's gelato i guess goes through flavor flavors and follows trends of other things matcha has been big over the last couple of years yes of course um things like black sesame, things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of savoury flavours. We do a lot of not so sweet and more savoury smoked things. So things like that kind of come and go. But there's always a traditional base for us. Uh, We always go back to, uh, you know, we've got tiramisu in at the moment. We do a lot of Italian flavours, stracciatella, zabaglione. Mm -hmm. Um, But because we've got such a small display and a small shop, we can only rotate through them.
0: It's all right. Return visits. Yeah, they're good things. <laughs> yeah. What about kind of ba- really boundary pushing flavors? Like I've seen, there are people in Sydney at the moment making gelato with ants. Like, yeah. who's the person in your life that says, "Wait a second, Mark, you've gone way too far. Let's bring it back to bring it back to what we do best."
1: Well, we sort of, I yeah, I'm my harshest critic. I guess I <laughs> I don't want to do anything too complicated or anything that I don't want to eat. Um, I like to keep things really simple. Um, and if the flavor gets too complicated it just it doesn't resonate well and doesn't sit with our other products or our other flavors we try to um allow people to combine things on their own rather than combining them for them so we'll have straight up flavors that'll work with a couple of different flavors in in the box at any time so that's kind of how we like to do it
0: And you collaborate with some really great people, you know, around the neighborhood and in Sydney, um, Continental Deli, who we love.
1: We love them too. Uh,
0: You've done their Neapolitan. Yes. What can you tell us about that?
1: Um, It was just an idea that they, um, Sarah came to us with um, to do something in a can, because they've got a canning machine. Yes. Um, (laughs) And yeah, so we kind of bounced around a few ideas and then they came to us with a Neapolitan. So we just thought that was great and it worked for them um, because it was a cute play on the idea of a can or a tin and it worked for us working with a really traditional kind of flavour um, so we wanted to make it as Neapolitan as possible um, so we've, we've gone through a few um, incarnations of the same idea mm-hmm. um, that we've just finished doing a kind of banana split version with banana um, caramel and chocolate Yum. peanut and chocolate and um, yeah, we're just moving on to another one now. Um, but yeah, so it's it's a really fun thing to do. Um,
0: and you collaborating with some other people around town? Have you got anything exciting coming up?
1: Um, we're sort of working on something that we're not really talking about at the moment, but well, it does have rude. to do with <laughs> it does have to do with alcohol because we we're, we're kind of known for um, using alcohol in, as an ingredient mm-hmm. um, and alcohol as a flavour. Um, so yeah, there's a there's something happening at the moment that we're still in the process of trying to make it work. So um but it, in along the same lines as the Lafroy one. Amazing. Um yeah. Gosh,
0: so. where do you go from Lafroy?
1: I know. <laughs> well, to Lafroy, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so be honest now, how much Delati do you eat a week?
1: Um we do a half scoop in our shop and I probably have two of those a week to okay. actually as a dessert. Uh-huh. Um, but I'm always You're tasting testing. it, and that's probably why I don't sit down and eat a giant bowl of it. But having said that, it, when I'm on holidays, I try to eat a lot of gelato.
0: Can you tell me what your earliest gelato memory is?
1: Um, yeah, it was at Baritalia. At Baritalia? Yeah. Wow. Before I worked there, um, I had. I used to go there for gelato and eat their mango gelato.
0: It's so good.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so, And then, yeah, just... Did you know
0: when you tasted that mango gelato that you wanted to work as a gelatier?
1: No, I didn't know while I was working as a gelatier for about 10 or 15 years that (laughs) I wanted to solely work in gelato. I've always wanted to do other things other than make gelato, and then some kind of light bulb came on and I realized that this was what I was meant to do. Amazing. Yeah.
0: Now it is our Italian issue. Can you share with us your best ever Italian gelato experience?
1: um let me think probably uh the year we went in the middle of winter and we landed in milan um, very early in the morning and we walked past um, one of the oldest and probably most famous gelaterias, which name whose name i can't remember uh, but it's on the canal in milan and we were sort of just looking in and looking at the beautiful interior and Yeah, and then later that night we went back and had gelato there and sat all rugged up eating gelato kind of outside. I'm
0: a big believer that it's never ever too cold for gelato.
1: Never ever and especially not in Sydney.
0: (laughs) No, absolutely not. Yeah. So you've recently started bottling some of your sauces um, and syrups in-house. I hear you're doing ice magic.
1: Yes. So we've always made everything in-house, so we make all of our sauces, make all of our flavour bases um, make our caramels. Um, we make ice magic or chocolate shell, whatever you want to call it from scratch. Um, so, and we always make it in abundance. So we thought it was a good way, um, to, um, just extend what we can offer and also to show people that we're the ones that are actually making everything as well. Mm -hmm. Um, and it also gives people the chance if they don't like what we do with it in the same as when we make gelato, we make it, for them to combine it. So if someone buys our passion fruit sauce that we would normally put on buttermilk, but they like it on chocolate, so they can buy the sauce and then put it on chocolate. Nice. It just gives people different options. Um, and yeah, just so they can take away and do whatever they want with it at home. We, it's always nice. We get a lot of people using our gelato in their own desserts and combining it with things that they make. Beautiful. So it's just another way of having something else from us that they can use in their house and at home.
0: I wanted to ask as well, you've collaborated with Rainy Lane, who yeah. of course are based in Newtown and make the wonderful juices. Yep. So you're using their scraps, is that right?
1: Um, we have done in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, they've um, got scraps or watermelon scraps from um, Black, Star? Black Star, made it into juice and then we use that juice to make gelato. Um, and we're a big fan of using um, fruit beyond its life. Um, not necessarily waste products, but products that would have been thrown out or or disused or something like that. Uh, But Matt is a great guy to work with and his juices are amazing. So when we get really busy in summer, we don't have time to do um, any of our cold press juicing and and Matt kind of works it out for us and brings it to us. And he uses really good produce as well. And and we like to use local businesses and local produce as much as we can. We're not really interested in um, importing a lot of ingredients from italy like a lot of other gelaterias do we'd prefer to kind of celebrate what we've got here and locally as much as possible so
0: (laughs) awesome well thanks so much Mark. thank you we'll be back in two weeks in the meantime pick up the latest issue of gourmet traveler and make sure you subscribe so you'll know when the next episode drops
1: thanks for listening